Episode Twenty: Sink or Swim, Part Two. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lilison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erthrandir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. And welcome back to Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. Without further ado, let's dive right back in. And so, Erthrandir, Amity, and um, Lillison, as you reflect uh, immediately following your conversation with Casimir about his uh, sister and his history, Metreon, you make your way down the hill and... Going by memory, uh, are you making your way to the house where the others are? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I know the direction they went in. I, I don't imagine I know the specifics uh, the specifics eh, where they're exactly at. Um, so as I'm sort of walking down the hill, um, uh, I'll go down there. Do I see the same uh, elves that we saw when we first got to the camp? You do. Yes, they seem to still be stationed outside of the houses. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, yes. Hi. Uh, I'm looking for my companions. You know the ones I came with, uh, uh, the red tiefling, the other elves, half elves. He frowns and nods toward you. Uh, haven't seen them leave yet. Uh, imagine you'll find them at uh, Casimir's home, south uh, side of the hill. Oh. Well. Bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, if I'm looking at the direction, it's just his house. There's no other houses, right? Uh, there are a number of houses, as you can see, around the base of the hill. But um, from what you can tell, there's just one house at the very southern end. Okay. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, and he kind of air pats uh, the elf's shoulder, and he'll go ahead and uh, saunter down there. Um, are there any more elves kind of hanging out outside, or is it just kind of quiet right now? There are. You can see, in fact, that um, there is, outside the door of each house, there is a single grim gray-cloaked figure. But you don't see any others uh, out by the tree line or uh, around the outside of the houses. Just seem to be these uh, singular guards. Although, as you make your way around the south side, you can see outside of the southernmost cottage, what you presume to be Casimir's, there are three uh, guards instead of one. All right. Yeah. Uh, Metron will very carefully... Uh, move in that direction uh, when he gets to the door uh, seeing the three guards <sighs> hello, hi uh, I'm here to see my companions I know they're in, an, uh, in a meeting of, of some kind with uh, I believe his name is uh, Casimir he uh, gives you a odd look and just nods alright um, he opens the door and you can proceed in if you'd like spirited folk you are and uh he heads in past them 
All right. Uh, the rest of you hear footsteps entering the door close. Uh, Metron, you can see the same vestibule with the curtains. Um, and you hear uh, Metron, you hear a voice from the other side. Uh, uh, come in. Uh, yeah, Metrion blows past all the different tapestries and statuettes and just kind of heads into the, the parlor. Oh, uh, good to see you all here. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, my lord, uh, we've got uh, some business to take care of. And uh, Metrion very urgently starts to usher them towards uh, the door where he's at, the entryway. Hey, hey, hold on. Erythrindir is like very slow to get up, just kind of looking dazed. Hey, with, with business? What are you talking about? Yes, yeah, so say, say, good, say goodbye to the nice elf. Uh, and uh, shall we? Uh, and Metron starts to kind of like very obviously start pointing towards the front door. He, Erythrindir looks kind of helplessly at Casimir. I, I hope to see you again soon. I'll, I'll be there. Take care and have a good day. Casimir nods. Of course. And uh, I'm sure I'll, uh, well, perhaps I'll see you again sometime. Yeah. If uh, I don't, then uh, I wish you the best. Yeah. Keep the tea. Thank you. Yes. He looks uh, genuinely touched for a moment. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. You're you're welcome. And Aerith and Dude just kind of turns away. And... Damn it, he can, and y'all can probably see him just rubbing away something in his eye before he kind of heads out the door. Yeah, Amity probably headed out the door first. Like, you know, it, it was nice to see you, Casimir. We're going to see you again. Uh, but it's, from the way he's talking, it sounds like someone might be in trouble. So Amity uh, rushes out and um, basically the first quiet point possible asks Metreon, like, what, what's wrong? What's going on? Uh, Metreon's waiting for Lillison and any of the others, but... Uh, yeah. Nathan here comes out. Yes. Lillison's going to hang back a moment, um, take another look at the tapestry, then uh, smile at Casimir and just say very quietly, I'm so sorry. And he offers you a small, sad smile and just nods acceptance. And uh, then she's going to uh, follow everybody up. And yeah, uh, Metron will follow kind of uh, after Lillison. And as he steps out, uh, kind of shakes it off. And when he's further away from, uh, he'll start to guide the party further away from the guards. Um, and as he does, uh, kind of looks back, doesn't look back at them, but speaks back at them. Uh, he was pleasant, wasn't he? Sounded like someone died there. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we've got, uh, we've got a thing, an arrangement that we might be able to capitalize on. Uh, so one of them, Vistani, uh, they've got someone missing. And uh, if uh, we find them, we can get out of here. Go on. That's just really all I know. Uh, I, f I think it's uh, uh, someone's kid or something. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's all about once Kiva's back with the party, she can also explain things. I don't know where she is in relation to everyone else, though. Oh. Uh, Kiva is still speaking with Luvash at this point. She'll be down in a few minutes. Okay. They they said they'd take us out. Oh, all right. That's uh, good to know. That's uh, kind of looks at Lawson. Amity, that 
if, if they've got I guess that makes sense if they've they're intertwined with Strahd somehow then maybe they have the power I'm trying not to think about it too much you know if, if we just kind of focus keep our heads down uh, we find this little girl uh, he, yeah alright sure let's do that let's go what do what, what, what you mean sure what's this, what's this hesitation here Barathrandir just kind of looks at Matreon and his eyes are dead. I can explain, which is going to take about two hours, and or we can go and get something done. Yeah, that's true. you rather. Great. Let's go do that. So, Kiva, uh, where do we want to start? Kiva is not currently with you. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought she was with us. Sorry. Um, I so guess yeah. we wait for her. If if there's a moment, um, Lillison's going to take a few steps away uh, from everybody and then uh, just sort of like look over at Erythrindir with a concerned expression. He's kind of playing with the, with the sending stone around his neck, just kind of twisting it and his knuckles on the grip have gotten white. I notice you didn't tell him about Ofstra. That's not my job. I'm there to listen, to understand, and not to judge. Uh, he doesn't... My personal baggage, insofar as he asks for it, is immaterial to the job at hand. Do you really believe that? I... No. But that's not the point. doesn't matter if I believe it or not. I gotta let him tell his story. Keep in my memory. Write it down. Normally I'd have a recorder or two to put it, but weren't that lucky this time, so... It's fine. It's... He doesn't need to know. He... I, he does not need a second massacre to carry with him, or from the sound of it, or the way he talked about it, a third. It's not his problem. And it is yours to carry everybody else's sorrows? Don't. Don't. I... Look, I... It's not that simple. It's not just... Oh, well, you gotta take responsibility forever. It's it's my job. This is... If I don't carry this stuff on, you heard him. You heard how he talked about the other folks there. Nobody... When these folks die, they die. They're just gone. There's not gonna be... Even if some of them decide to have kids or adopt or whatever, it doesn't... They've given up. I can't be a responsible person and just let that go. Just say, all right, you mattered once, but now you don't anymore. Have have fun being literally a footnote. I'm going to go do my own thing. I know. I know it is your 
job and your responsibility to record that, but it's not your job to plead for them. Nah, I'm not that much of a fool, but, uh... <laughs> well, sometimes that's kind of unavoidable. You know, if maybe I were a historian of festivals and, you know, nice things about culture. That's what everyone thinks the job is, you know? Like, you, you, you learn about people's prized pie recipes and the time their grandmother won a fencing championship or whatever. But, like, everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to know that. People who weren't involved want to know that. Everybody wants that. They don't want the other stuff. Nobody does. So if you're if I if you're gonna tell me that like, okay, maybe I don't have a responsibility to bleed for them. I'm not a masochist, but the kind of stuff that I need to keep requires a lot of bleeding. Unless I have a heart of a rock, then there's not really another choice. It is. A choice. That's all I'm saying. It's not the responsibility you signed up for, but it's the man you are, I suppose. He nods. Yeah. It's not lucky and it's not fun and nobody says thank you, but um, I don't think I could do anything else. Well, what's a what's a third genocide for the pile, honestly? <laughs> and he just kind of starts laughing, but it's a sort of desperate sound. There is no humor in it whatsoever. As oh. they've been talking, uh, Metron's been kind of keeping his himself away from them towards Amity, uh, and without looking to her, just sort of keeping his eyes on the two of them talking. Uh, he goes to Amity. What do you think they're talking about over there? Um, so you might have missed it, but... Alright, you did miss it, but when we were talking to Casimir, it seems that there was something horrible that happened to the elves here. And, um... Well, it, it, it's it's similar to what Aethrandir was telling us about his own past. Yeah, that's the right proper shame. Hey, listen. Um, so I, I, I feel Kiva in. Uh, but keep your eye out on that uh, that one over there. And he kind of nods his head towards Lilithan. What, what do you mean by keep my eye out? Of, uh, so you know how you've been having them dreams, right? Right. Well, you ain't the only one who's been having dreams. You do? Uh, well, not like yours. Uh, mine are a bit different, but... You know, they, they they apparently tell you things, and uh, those things seem to be true. At least for you, they are. So I, I don't see a reason why mine wouldn't be, but... Yeah, I've been... I've got on good uh, intel that uh, something something's up with her. I don't know if it's bad or not, but it's worth keeping your eye out open. And uh, yeah, just just you know, if if 
she seems off seems strange or off off and more stranger than she usually is just uh you know let me know all right do, do you have any idea like more specifically what what do you mean by up with her like is she lying to us about something or is she sick or in danger uh six one way to put it uh and he kind of leans in, uh, turning himself away from the two uh, elves, or half-elves, rather. Um, uh, so, I don't I don't think she just got hurt back in that house. I think she's a little bit more like what we've been seeing, you know? Those things that, uh, that attacked us back at the inn. You know, more composed, better. Oh, are you saying that that she's a, f- a vampire? No, 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 no. But you know, I don't think she's all the way alive. If you know what I mean. Amity looks like really creeped out. I, I, I'll, I'll keep my eye on her. I'll, I'll tell you if I if I see anything weird. Right. Thanks, no, thanks he Oh, of course, love. He pats her on the shoulder and turns back to uh, Earth and Deer and Lillison. Uh, is everything all right over there? Yeah. Just checking. Appreciate it. Very conscientious of you. I try. Um, Metron, you said there was something really important. You, you, you came here in an awful hurry. Oh, yes, as well. you say this, uh, Kiva, uh, as you make your way down from the tent, um, passing by the cart and leaving the Marta Cubs behind you, you uh, see coming up the trail uh, in the opposite direction from you a pair of uh, women uh, with uh, olive skin, uh, dark, uh, kind of luscious curls of hair going down their back, wearing bright, colorful uh, clothing, um, clearly Vistani by their dress, uh, kind of making their way up the hill. Uh, toward the tent with very kind of sullen, glum expressions on their faces, uh, scimitars sheathed at their sides. They don't even offer you a glance as they make their way up the trail past you. Uh, and as you pass down the halfway point of the hill, you can see uh, Metron and the others gathered uh, away from the hill toward the uh, eastern side, kind of clustered amongst themselves toward the tree line. So I hate to be this person, but when you say that, of course she's going to want to talk to them um, now that she is on the way to also trying to look for Arabelle. So can she try to briefly stop them? Uh, sure, you can do that. Uh, you kind of pause and uh, by this point you've passed them, but if you'd like, you can try to get their attention. Yeah, yeah, she would turn around and just say, um, excuse me, ladies. Uh, yes, sir. what is it? Uh, might I to assume that you're um, looking for young Arabel? One of them frowns. The other one kind of glances askantly and says cautiously, that would be correct. Look, I, j- I just spoke to Lavash and um, he's asked me to assist uh, and my group. We're, we're not from here, obviously, but... Um, Look, I, I just want to help any way I can, and uh, I just wanted to know if you'd found anything. Not as such, no. We uh, checked down by the Lunar River, down by the old ruins. Uh, 
Um, not a sight of her, but we'd, hopefully she's not gone much further than uh, the fucking river. Okay, no sign of um, her down south. Is there any places you haven't started to look yet? Maybe we can start going out that way, or um, or you could point us in a in a direction that you want us to go check out. We exchange glances. Uh, I am not sure. Uh, I know that there were uh, perhaps two dozen folk uh, out and looking about the woods and uh, uh, the riverside. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, we uh, kind of split off in all our different ways. Okay. Uh, just figured it was worth a shot. Uh, thank you very much. Of course. And she kind okay. of nods toward you and makes her way back up the hill. Uh, okay, so yeah, then Kiva would go back to the group. All right, the rest of you see Kiva approaching at this point. Yeah, she is the lady of the hour. So? Well, uh, I don't know how much Metreon has filled you all in on, but um, one of the, uh, I guess, I don't know if he's a, a leisure here or not, seems to be in charge of something, uh, his name is Luvash. His daughter, uh, Arabelle, is missing. She's seven years old. Uh, was missing uh, as of yesterday morning. Uh, last seen with um, a young man who has decidedly been punished for his uh, misplacing of her. Um, aren't really any leads, but um, if we bring her back to him, uh, it gives us... Uh, a bargaining chip for safe passage out. Earth and your perks up a little. All right. What's our search area? Anywhere. <laughs> In the wood. <laughs> and all of the structures nearby. <laughs> they truly have no idea where she could have gone. Uh, uh. I know that she would have, uh, according to Lavash, she would have avoided a certain haunted mansion. Um... She likely wouldn't have gone back to the city because obviously the Vistani aren't very friendly there. Um, so she the could potentially be in the, the woods. Country. Pretty much, yeah. Well, maybe we can uh, ask somebody's uh, elves here. Maybe they saw something, or maybe they know something. You know? I don't think you're going to be that lucky. I don't think they leave. Well, they have yeah, eyes. According to Lavash, they're just a bunch of sad sacks and you sit around all day so I don't know what the deal is with that but uh, I don't think they're going to be much help you could I'm, certainly say that I'm still caught yeah. on to the, the words you said way out yeah well so uh, if we find her and hopefully we find her alive uh, they're going to help us get out of here they see they they the Vistani they can uh, they can come and go as they please or something you know uh, and they also have uh, these potions see they uh they apparently Kiva have... gives Matryon a look oh. very expensive dubious potions that supposedly give us immunity to the mist <laughs> and thumps her tail on the ground all right let's do it let's do it we're absolutely doing it if we can't do it Matryon maybe you can come in and steal some potions but we're doing it okay yeah, so one hundred percent doing it. Yeah, but just, like... Just want to be clear here. Uh, this girl is very likely dead. Oh, of course. How long has she been away? A day now, and she's seven. And in, in this wilderness. Exactly. So, probably, 
we're going to be bringing back a body for them to dispose of in whatever way is custom for them. So maybe stealing from them right after isn't the best idea. Well, just so so we're clear, though, it's just a matter of bringing her back, dead or alive. It's not, you know, the terms and conditions ain't... She has to come. I back. don't think they're going to be as friendly if we bring her back dead. Well, but that's going to be difficult because she almost certainly is. I understand. Well, and I, I, tried, so. I, tried, I tried to talk to Lavash about that and explain that I have uh, life experience in this particular field. Um, he seems to be amenable to helping us regardless, but. We have to treat her, no matter what condition we find her in, with the utmost respect. I have to do this carefully. This is a one-chance, one-shot deal. Thank you. Sure, uh, but if, if we, you know, if it doesn't go perfectly, then Metreon, you you surveyed the camp. Do you think you'll be able to get some potions? Do you know where they're keeping them? I don't, but you know, I have my ways. You know. Uh, yeah, that we could we could work something. Bit of invisibility, bit of sneak. We could figure something out, leave what gold we kill, will, if that'd make you feel better. I don't feel comfortable using their potions at all, but... Um, I don't feel comfortable dying. Look, we can talk about that when we get to that point. Um, no, that's that's fair. That was, un- that was unkind. And if you, you know, you really think they're sugar water. Look, I was... I lived with a person like yeah. this guy years. He's a swindler. He's just trying to sell you stuff. A hundred gold for one of these magic potions that somehow Strahd is okay with leaving? I mean, come on. It, it seems like a farce. Yeah, that that's a very good point. Especially if he knows where we are at all times and Kiva, has eaten... I told you I need something to believe in so please just fucking humor me right now. Do the rest of us know that Kiva can sense magic? Oh, we saw her do it at the Burgermeister's house. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will suggest, wait, Kiva, you, you have some thing going on where you can, like, sense magic, right? So you can just tell. Sure, at, at some point if we're handed the potions, but, I mean, I think the focus right now is we need to find the girl, and unfortunately the Marchikovs are not going to be helping us. We're on our own for this. Well, listen, right. the girl's the bargain girl. here, so... Exactly. Yeah. And then you can go around and, you know, if things don't work out perfectly, you could maybe figure out where they have the potions because you can sense where the magic is. Exactly. All right. All this is kind of getting us away from one central question. Where do we start? Like, we unless one of y'all has like a bloodhound, I don't see something more cordial than literally just combing the woods. I spoke to two Vistani women who looked like they were coming back from a search themselves. It seems like 12 or so people have just gone into the woods. Okay, so the woods are probably handy. In every direction. And there really isn't a plan to try to find her, so... Yeah, no. Sure, but I don't know the area enough to find any other landmarks around here, and she doesn't go far from the camp. There's no places that she would go for safety or security. There's no places that even have a fond memory for her. And... Erythrindu. Yeah? You still have that map you drew, Yes. Uh, yep, yeah, I've got it. Do you think that we could get some of the people here to fill it in a bit more and then tell us what a one-day radius looks like? He snorts. I think they'd laugh at my drawing skills first, but yeah, maybe. 
Well, speaking of snorting, uh, and uh, Matron looks down at uh, Truffle. Maybe if we get, uh, you know, uh, maybe an article of clothing, you know, some uh, hair, something, something that was hers, you know, stuff animal. Maybe uh, I don't know. Truffle could sniff it out. Help us there, you know. Right, the advantage. The, the one thing we we have that they don't is that people don't really like the Vassan here, right? For obvious reasons. And so maybe we can go talk to people and get information that they wouldn't. I don't think we should go back into Falaki. Yeah. Given right. all the trouble we just took to get out. Okay, so let's think logically. Erythrindir, like, finds a nearby stump and spreads the map on it. So... They're searching the woods, right? They're just going around doing their uncoordinated thing because they're worried. We have the advantage that we're relatively fast. We are can probably survive an encounter with the creatures, the creatures of the woods as long as we get back to civilization before nightfall. And we might think to go place... We might think in patterns that they won't. So, you're a little girl. You're lost, and you don't see anything familiar, or you're a little girl, and you're out playing, and you don't realize how far you've gone. Or you're a little girl, and, you know, something takes you. Maybe like a wolf or something, you know? Yeah. So in those circumstances, and if the forest is a no-go, where do we look? Barovia ain't that big, it seems. I mean, at least from from here to Velaki to... Uh, Barovia, it seems we could get there, you know, uh, at least within a day. If I were a little girl and I would lost, and I would lost, I would try to go to a big landmark, uh, like west to this river, river we crossed earlier, or north to the big lake, or the road. Landmark's a point. There's, we've, we had like the crossroads with the nooses, that doesn't seem very child friendly. We got a bridge. Where else? Look, I'm I'm telling you, there, there really is no information. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not blaming you. I'm just. Bemo- no, 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 no. I, I don't think trying to think like a little girl will help either. I think we just need to go as quick as we can through as much area as we can and hope that she's somewhere along the way. Exactly. Right. If she's still alive, then we have to find her and bring her back before she comes back of her own volition. That's well, a way to put it. I, I mean, I don't know that that's true. We should find her soon, in yeah. either case. Nightfall. I can I can try to send messages. Um, at least that will cover a larger area. If she's alive, she can respond. Um, right. If she's unconscious, then, well, that's a separate problem anyway. So, Yeah, all right. Well, in that case, we need to pick a path. Something that do- that make- means we can get back here before nightfall. Well, they said that she wouldn't have gone west, so east and north are probably the best directions to go in, because, you know, pretty far south, ain't we? Yeah, so, and she wouldn't have gone towards Velaki, from what Kiva said, so we got a pretty narrow slice. I guess we could just go straight up and down. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she had our idea. Wanted to go swimming in the river or something. That seems like a good place to start, and I feel like using water as a guide, at least, I don't know, if I were running, which I was for a while, I stayed close to water. 
that was a pretty good guide. Yeah. Honey, <laughs> did you get any sense that she might have been running away? No, I, I mean, from all I've got, it seems like her father loves her very much. He's a big brute of a man, but he got very emotional when he spoke of her. Um, and I, well. I could tell that he was fucking with me about the potions, but I think his concern for his daughter was very genuine. All right. They already have someone going down the road. There were more Vistanis somewhere else, right? Like Apparently get... all throughout the woods. So I think Deer's plan is probably the safest. Yeah, all right. And that way we minimize our own risk. We could still get murdered on these roads. Take a straight shot north, take a straight shot south, see what we find. All right, well, no time like the present, so let's, let's, uh, let's crack on then. Yeah, let's let's get going. I, that'd be nice. All right. And so you make your way away from the Vistani encampment and back toward the wilderness trails uh, leading toward uh, the main Spellage Road. Where are you headed? North. Any particular direction? Oh, well, just north. north, I think. Yeah. North. North in such a way that we can reliably replicate our trail so we can find the road again and don't fucking die. Like, Erythrindir is doing the whole, like, mark swatches on the path as we go to make sure that we don't just wander off forever. That's ranger training. (laughs) All right. With that, you make your way north, following the uh, brief pattern of hunting trails through the small slice of the Svalich wood that cordons off the encampment from the main path, and before long, find your way once more onto the old Svalich road, just out of sight of Velaki. You can see to the east of you, just faintly through the mist, the old hunkered down abandoned hovels left to rot in the fog outside of Velaki's walls, and to the west of you, uh, you can see perhaps a half a mile away, just faintly through the mist, the faint edges of the bridge that you've previously seen cross the Luna River. So, uh, we crossed the river. Do we want... Uh, in character. Uh, so, here's a river. Do we want to follow it up? Uh, Seems reasonable. Seems like yeah. the best place to go. Or, yeah, DM, if I see any, like, forest animals around, like, you know, a bird or a squirrel or something, then tell me, because I might want to cast, like, a speak with animals, because maybe they'd have seen... Uh, that is a good thought. idea. No. Make a perception Actually, check. I'll start casting, I'll start ritual casting speak with animals right now. It's a ritual spell, right? See, so, yeah, I'll start ritual casting it right now. Um, okay. And while that's happening, uh, here's your perception check. 14. 14. 14. Okay. Uh, well, Emity is uh, ritual casting speak with animals. Uh, what are you all doing? Wilson is going to uh, periodically try to send uh, messages out to I assume she would have gotten the name uh, to Arabelle. Oh yeah, Kiva would have mentioned her name. So what are you trying to do? Trying send to messages? Uh, send message, yes. Okay, what is the exact text of message? Uh, you point your finger towards a creature within range and whisper a message, so... Okay, um, I would say that if you're not pointing to a creature within range, then, you know, unless you can see her, it's not going to work. Okay, yeah. Or at least unless you know where she is. 
I mean, you can't that, like car key thing where you just spin. <laughs> keep pressing the button. Unfortunate. Unfortunately, Lillison is not a radio tower. Sadly, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, yet, exactly. <laughs> Multi-class. Yeah, if uh, if I were familiar with her and knew where she she was, then I could uh, ping her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do the cliche thing and look for footprints. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kiva make... also will look as well. All right. All right. Each of you may make a survival check, and um, or one of you can make it with advantage. Up to uh, you. Want to make it with advantage, or shall I? Yeah, I'm proficient in survival, so. Same. Go for it. Oof. Maybe that didn't help at all. I said twelve max. Um, all right. At the 12, you do your best to search around for footprints, and you do find um, a few different sets of footprints making their way along the path. Uh, and then you're reminded of what the Vistani and Casimir mentioned about uh, sending several of their folk uh, out mm-hmm. of the settlement, and you think, oh, that's probably the- belonging to them. Plus, she'd be child-sized. Yeah, you don't find any child-sized footprints. Damn it. I think we keep moving, then. Best we just comb through these woods, see what we can find. Yeah. Hopefully find something. And if if she drowned, we're not finding her. Thank you for the reminder. Metreon, we are on a mission to rescue a child who is probably dead. Don't don't give me that. Just be we can be honest. Metreon just rolls his eyes, um, but he is kind of on the lookout uh, as he's rolling his eyes at Randy to see if he sees any other kind of uh, marks in the woods. He's not the most proficient in, you know, survival or nature. He's not a, he's a city boy, but if there's maybe anything like, um, like drag marks or something like that, that might indicate that she was, you know, uh, taken or maybe like paw prints from wolves or something like that to see if there's mm-hmm. anything in the, uh, anything that like might indicate something like that okay you can make a survival check if you'd like 13 there's no sign of anything out of the ordinary um I would say at this point Amity you complete your um ritual um what you roll for perception 14 um with that Looking around, you don't uh, notice any immediate uh, animals nearby. Okay. Well, um... Seems the road's pretty quiet. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe you can talk to some of the wolves when they ambush us again. You know, just say, excuse me, excuse me, before we get to the whole eating you thing. You might, you seen a little girl about yay big. (laughs) I don't know if you're joking or not, but that's not actually a bad idea. I was, but now that I think of it, huh? I'm I'm a, I'm a refrain from making loud wolf attracting noises, regardless. Yeah, please do that. It, 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 uh, I I prefer not to have to run from wolves uh, while we're doing this. Yeah, that it was a rather bad time the first time. God. Oh boy, I hate this music change. Me too. I guess we keep moving. If everyone's alright with it. Yeah. Okay, I are mean, you heading I, northward I, through the woods? Are you following the road toward the bridge? Where are you headed? I, I think we're following the river, right? 
Yeah. So okay. I think, we, yeah, we're just kind of keeping on that path and just trying to keep our eyes out. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, Amity, if maybe you could talk to Fish. <laughs> oh my god. They probably don't notice shit that's happening up here. But you could. <laughs> Sorry, what did Metreon suggest that Amity could do? I missed that word. Talk to Fish. Oh, huh. I don't know how that would work. Stick your head in the water and see what happens. I guess so. Well, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, as you make your way westward, you approach the uh, old bridge um, across which you can see the uh, Luna River crossroads through the faint mist. You can see the Luna River stretching, uh, running, uh, I believe, north to south um, as it passes beneath the bridge the trickling of the water uh, as it rushes across its banks, uh, quiet. Um, there is a slight riverbank on either side uh, of the encroaching tree line. Any sign of Arabelle-related people? Um, you can... If, if you're, I presume you're I kind ask. of going routinely, so if, you, yeah, if you're yeah. like going We've as you go, I can just use your passive perception. So I'd rather not. <laughs> Uh, that is them's the rules. So what is your passive perception? I believe the highest are Kiva and Bolson with 13, right? I have a 10. Yeah, that's, yeah. Kiva and Bolson do not notice any clues as they scan the tree line on their path toward the cross, toward the bridge. Uh, Kiva, what's your passive? Mine is 14. Wait, let me look. What is it? What is it? Plus? Uh, it's 8 plus your perception. A 10 plus your perception. Oh, shit, never mind. 10 plus perception modifier is 14. Yeah, I have 14 as well. All right. Um, You don't see uh, any indication of anything out of the ordinary. Is it in character? um... Hmm? From the music, is it in character raining? There's like a light drizzle, kind of ever present, but it's not severe. Good mood. Yeah, uh, Mitran raises his hood as to keep his makeup from running. Well, I guess further north, unless we want to try and catch a fish. No, I think that's the best plan, is we just want to try to keep moving. <sighs> On. After y'all. Together you pass north alongside the riverbank, leaving the bridge across the Luna River behind as you venture further parallel to the tree line. As you do, uh, Lolison, you notice something out of the corner of your eye, what seems to be a a bit of fabric, kind of uh, brown clothes, uh, just the edge of perhaps a shirt or something, you're not sure. It seems to be sticking out of the edge of a... uh, large fallen log. Lillison will stop, um, summon her mage hand, and then uh, have the mage hand very carefully try to uh, pull it free. Alright. You kind of pull it three. Um, 
the rest of you see Lilith and kind of stop for a moment as you see the ethereal skeletal hand kind of make its way into the uh, rotted out log through. You can see it's almost got a hollow center and begin tugging something free. Uh, let me check something real quick. Metron, as uh, Lilith is doing this, is kind of this mix of excited but also apprehensive, uh, thinking the worst of. Uh, the thing that could be being drug out of that log. Staring around at the trees and nature, Amity is going to expend uh, bardic inspiration to roll on the spirit table. Okay. Um, Lillison, as you kind of pull whatever it was free, you see kind of pulled out of the hollow log where it had been stuffed, what seems to be a small bundle of some kind um, wrapped in what seems to be um, a, uh, a hide of leather that has been kind of pulled around whatever it contains and tied in place with a bit of uh, string. She's going to frown and then step closer and try to have her mage hand undo the string. Okay. It comes open easy enough, and the bundle falls open, revealing uh, that the bundle appears to contain one set of common clothes. You see a uh, drab brown tunic and a pair of kind of gray, undyed uh, uh, pants alongside them. Are these child-sized or adult-sized? They are adult-sized. Wilson sighs in disappointment, and... uh then has her mage hand start folding everything back up again, um, trying to get it back to the way that it had been. All right, the rest of you can see Lillison doing this. What is that? Set of clothing. It doesn't seem to be related. Just stuck in a log? Just stuck in a log? Is this not a thing that rangers and other people who live in the woods do? It is generally something we only find if there's a fugitive about, so... <laughs> oh. Um. I mean, these look clean, and, um... Hmm. Alright, yeah, that are would be followed that. Are there footprints? Uh, make a survival check, if you'd like to check the area. That is a nine. None that you can see? Freaking rain. Okay, that's bizarre. Like, nobody goes out in the woods, right? Like, normal people here just stay in their towns. I so, mean, they're where the guides that we hired and. Normal people stay in the woods, stay at home, right? Yes. I mean, would, do any of you want another set of spare clothing? No, no, I don't want to know what that clothing's been through before it got to us. Oh, all right. And she continues uh, trying to get everything folded back up and uh, tied up with the string. Well, Easy enough to do. You're able to stow it back in the hollow log, leaving it where you found it. Onward and upward. And then he sighs deeply. I... This is stupid. This whole thing's 
ridiculous. We're not going to find her. It's a, even, there, there's what, like, at who knows how many square miles to search? They're the odds of us even stumbling across and the clues infinitesimal. Look, we're going to try and that's it. And if we can't find her before nightfall, then we just move on. That's all we can do. Sure. With that, you leave the bundle behind in the hollow log where you found it and continue north on your way, following the river as it, as the bridge behind you passes out of sight into the mists. Lillison and Kiva keeping a sharp eye out for anything that might uh, come upon their path. As you do, you come to a place where the mouth of the river connects with the edge of a large misty lake. Looking out across it, you can see here that at the foot of the mountain, nestled in the misty forest around you, is this enormous body of water. The water itself is perfectly still and dark, reflecting the black clouds overhead like a monstrous mirror. You can see that the riverbank to your right continues bending to the east around the edge of the lake, while on the opposite side of the river it continues bending north and west. Oh my god. Erythrindir just kind of steps forward, pushing the sodden hair into something so we can actually see. Uh, it's beautiful. Bismarck chuckles. Maybe we will see the uh, Mad Mage of Mount Bertok. I've heard some stories. That'd be fun. The who? The Mad Mage of Mount Bertok. Uh, I heard about them when I was asking around in Willocky. Seems there is some crazy wizard skulks around the, the north shore of Lake Zerowich. Folks used to see him uh, shooting bolts of lightning uh, into the water. Killed lots of fish. I mean, it's effective, I suppose. That, huh, maybe someone to keep in mind, but... He just puts his head in his hands. This is as far north as we go, right? We take a circuit around the lake, not around the mage side, and then we acknowledge that we haven't found her. We can at least, um, when we're going back southwards, uh, travel through a different swath of the woods. That's dangerous. We, there's no sun here. I don't have a compass. We've, we can follow the river, but if we get away from that, there's a very real chance we're going to start going not south. Other side of the river, then? That's, that's a good idea. <sighs> Would have been a terrible day for swimming anyway. It's drizzly. Does that matter when you're already going to be fully immersed? It makes it feel worse, if you can believe it. It's like going from being a little wet to a lot wet. It's just... Ugh. Ugh. Kiva coughs a little bit and then says, Phrasing, and, uh, we're gonna move on. Oh. 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 Yeah, sure. Let's, let's keep... Let's go around the lake. 
All right, are you taking the, uh, are you crossing the river toward the west bank or are you staying on this side on the east bank? Uh, which side? Did Ismark say it was this lake or? So, yes, he said, uh, I would think that this is Lake Zerowicz. Okay, and the Mad Mage was on the west bank. On the north side. Okay, then it doesn't matter which way we go as long as we don't go all the way around. Uh, Izzy, what makes him mad? Uh, I would imagine that anyone who uh, tries to fish with bolts of lightning is uh, a bit touched in the head. Oh, it's just very efficient. That is true, but from what I've heard, he does not collect the fish. Very wasteful. Ah. Yeah, no, that's a crying shame. Well, good thing you didn't go swimming then, because you might have got, you know... Electricity doesn't reach that far. I'd be fine. Well, I don't know these things. I don't know fuck about... It's water to me. Well, now you do. Oh, thank you. And if you can... If you ever want to go... If you want to go swimming after we finish this, then you can do so knowing you'll be safe from anything but a very tiny zap. You know, I'll stay on the beach, you know? And he kind of gestures to his face and his makeup. Ah, come on. You'd have fun. Little girl first, swimming later. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just talking. Let's let's go. Let's do this. Let's start on the... Let's start going east, I suppose. And then when we come back around, we can cross the river, look a little bit on the western side, and then follow the other side of the river back. Yep, good plan. Thanks, Lawson. She gives him, like, the shadow of a smile. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not exactly looking too chipper, either. Yeah, I guess we... Mm. Come on. Okay. You continue making your way around the north side of the tree line as it bends with the shores of Lake Zarevich. You leave the Lunar River behind. Uh, you see small bits of mist forming and dissipating across the surface of the chill lake. Behind you, just the dark shadows of the trees that stretch up be- behind you into the distance. As you continue making your way, uh, eastward by now perhaps um, I believe it's perhaps been around 45 minutes since you departed the Vistani camp um, you can see uh, growing into view um, toward the east you can see a place where the tree line begins to recede um, and just faintly you can see the beginnings of a beach beginning to come into sight as you do you can see Pulled up along the south shore are three small rowboats. A fourth boat can be seen in the middle of the lake with a lone figure sitting in it, fishing pole in hand. To the south, you can see the road continuing south between the trees, uh, and just faintly in the mist, you can see the northern wall of what you presume to be Velaki. I guess it's a good day to go fishing enough, isn't it? Yeah, rain always makes them jump. Wait, um, wait, there's somebody out there. Yeah, you didn't see him in the boat. No, no, I mean, like, we could talk to him. Emmy oh, yeah, runs up to the to the shore, um, getting her feet a little bit wet, and waves her arms, yelling out, Hey, hey, you out there? There's no response. The person in the boat doesn't uh, 
turn to regard you. How cold is the water? It's pretty cold. You know, um, the air temperature is not particularly warm and the water is not very comfortable for swimming. It might be too far out to hear us, but do you think we can just take one of these boats? If they've got paddles in them, sure. It might be a message in. Got that, uh, and Metron makes the finger, like, finger gun motion. Uh, you could shoot one of them, uh, bolts, right? Maybe, uh, shoot up a flare. Yeah, but people already think we're terrifying. I don't want our first exposure to this man to be wild magic. How far away is this person? Um, he's maybe, uh, I mean, I have no appreciation of distance. Uh, so let's say he's maybe an eighth or a quarter of a mile out on the water. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we can't hear us. Please don't, don't take that for granted. Like, maybe a few hundred yards. Again, I have no appreciation of distance. I am incapable of distance. Assume that the distance in the picture is an accurate reflection. Okay, but more than 120 feet, which is the range of message. Yes, he is out of range of message. We're talking like city blocks. Okay. Uh, Do the rowboats look to have paddles in them? They do, yes. They do have oars. Amity's going to hop in a rowboat and take some paddles. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Here, let me, and he'll pop in with her. Here, I'll, you, you know, you know the procedure for this. Um, yeah, but I don't know if all seven, eight of us, wait, so there's us, there's Truffle, there's Irina, there's Ismark, there's like a lot of people. I don't know if we're all going to fit in. Kiva will stay on the beach. She was, she's fine to stay on the beach. She's not really a fan of water, so she's, she will stay away. How many people? We only people... really talked to him. How many people do each of these boats seat? It seems that you could probably fit uh, five people per boat. A little you could try to load more in, but the safety of doing so is debatable. <laughs> Lillison will get in the boat with uh, Amity and Erthrendir. Those of you still on shore, maybe you can look for footprints. The sandy loam around the lake. Uh, it's probably going to be easier to find them. We'll do that, love. Uh, we'll, we'll get right on it. Sandy loam? You a naturalist or something? Naturalist? I just read it in a book once. Yeah. I don't actually know any, like, you know, other specific things. No, it's still cool. It's a good word, loam. Yeah, loam. Mitran looks to Kiva. What the fuck is a loam? Look, I've stopped trying to know what they're talking about a long time ago. It's a type of dirt. Uh-oh. Get in that water then, yeah? If you insist. All right. Do you want to... Amity, you want the left side or the right? Um, that's not exactly... Wait, so, sorry. Is there enough space for the boat for that question to make sense? Because I'm used to boats having, like, a front and a back when they're this small. Uh, I, I meant, like, paddle. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I, all right, I'll take the left paddle. I, I'll go right, and, uh, Lillison, you might need to go right, too. I don't think I can match Amity's gun, or arms. Uh, all right. Yes, yes, that is the plan. She just rolls her eyes when the pun hits her. (laughs) 
So, uh, Lilith and Amity and Erythrindir are going out in the boat, and uh, Metreon and Kiva are staying on shore, is that it? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and with, uh, I guess, Ismark and Irina, who are apparently with us this entire time. Yep. They're, they're very quiet. They got a lot to process. Jim, is there anything strange about Lilith's paddling stance? <laughs> yeah. Other than the fact that she's ne- she doesn't know how to paddle? She's a little stiff, Amity. Perhaps too stiff. <laughs> she she tries right. her best. So, uh, Kiva and Metron, if you'd like if to inspect the shore for footprints, you can make a survival check. Meanwhile, you see your uh, three compatriots uh, making their way out onto the lake. The uh, rowboat beginning to slink forward into the mist. That's Holy an 11 for me. low rolls. That's a six. Beautiful. Um, Kiva, you search the shore and you find nothing of note. Netron, you do find uh, footprints, um, a singular set that appear to make their way from uh, the road leading into town onward the lake. You presume them to be the man's footprints. They seem to be quite recent. Well, makes sense. Uh, as we're on the beach, though, uh, Metron kind of whispers over to Kiva. Oi, so um, I'll let Amity know about uh, Lil. Should we have let them go off together then? I mean, Amity can take care of herself, and I mean, uh, Randy's pretty keen on Lilson, and I-, I think they'll be fine right now. All right. Um, look, I'm sorry if I was being a little... Uh, depressing earlier. I, I know how important hope is, and I just, you know, I'm I'm on your side, is all I want to say. Thank you, love. I am sorry for yelling at you back there, you know. I'm, it's been a hell of a hell of a week. No, I know. Um, should we maybe try to split up with his Mark and Irina, or, or split up all four of us and look oh, at the Oh, sorry, I forgot they were back there. Oh, I... Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, yes, uh, uh, maybe maybe we, we can cover more ground individually or, or as a group. I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't really feel too keen on, uh, you know, getting too far away from our reader. Uh, yeah, uh, totally. Um, so yeah, maybe we should just stay together then. And yeah, we'll just kind of stay together as a as a foursome, kind of uh, walking the beach. Doing so is easy enough as you glance around along the beach and the few tr- trees that border the shoreline as you watch the boat slowly making its way out to meet its fellow in the center. Uh, Earth, Thurndir, and Lillison, uh, as you pull your way through the lake, you are hit by some of the uh, chill spray water of the lake. It's cold, not freezing, but unpleasant to be sprayed with and some of the water is just like moisture and mixes with the wetness of the air as the mist swirls around the paddles. As you approach, you can see the figure coming more clearly into view. A man with a slightly scraggly, unkempt beard, more of a overgrown five o'clock shadow, wearing a uh, small fisher's hat that covers over the eyes of his face. Um, You can see he appears to be just next to a fishing pole that's leaning halfway over the edge. She's not quite holding it. And without really noticing you as approach, you watch as he slowly, almost robotically, turns down into the 
lower half of the boat and begins to fiddle with something. You're close enough to try to talk to him again if you'd like, but he doesn't seem to responding to you. Yeah, I think the, sort of the whole time we've been going, I've uh, Envy's intermittently been sort of waving a hand to try to catch his attention and being like, "Hey, excuse me, you out there?" Ben doesn't respond. He kind of bows down lower in the boat. You see him like fidgeting for a second, as if he's moving something or uh, adjusting something. You think he's deaf? Or hard of hearing, maybe. If we have gotten within 120 feet of him, a little symbol cast message. Okay. What do you do with, or what do you say? Um, just going to say, excuse me, can you hear us? There's no response. Um, As you see him, he pulls his head up. Um, staring straight forward, his eyes... Now, you're not close enough. You can see he's just... His gaze has not flickered, almost as though he's in a trance. But this time, you see that he's holding something in his arms. What appears to be a large uh, burlap sack. Um, He kind of cradles, grunting with the weight, as though... um, You can see that he appears to be somewhat skinny and underfed, uh just still staring ahead, his body trembling very faintly. And as he turns, uh, you watch as he holds the burlap sack over the water, and for a moment, you watch it wriggle and writhe in his hands. Lozen, you just faintly hear a muffled grunt, and then he opens his arms and lets the sack drop into the water. Okay. Are we within range that he would be able to hear us if we shouted? Uh, Yes. And the grunt that you heard came not from him, but from the sack. Okay. Oh. I use a bonus action to roll on the spirit table. Ooh. Oh, shit. What on earth is this one? <laughs> uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Amity sort of looks at Wilson and, and Erthrandir, like, just to be clear, GM, like, the size of the bag... I don't know how obvious it's supposed to be to our characters that what's happening is happening. Um, With your passive perception, it definitely looks like there's some kind of creature inside of that bag. By the proportions of it, quite probably humanoid. Lillison has an action queued up, but I want to uh, get Amity's uh, thing resolved first. Oh oh, yeah, Amity's just sort of looking back at her companions like, "Do do you think that could be... I don't want to find out. Okay. Lillison is going to shout to the man. Get that sack back and give it to the strangers in the rowboat. And she is casting subtle suggestion. Oh, my God. Okay. What's your spell save, DC? It is... 14. 14? Um, He just takes the fishing pole in his hand and watches the sack sink, completely ignoring you. Um, It is sinking fast. You don't have much time if you want to do anything. 
Erythrindir is terrible. Go! You got it! I'm too... I believe in you. Just go! And he's going to give her bardic inspiration. Yeah, Amity's, Amity's going in. Diving. Uh, can she get to the bag? Sorry, right. uh, is Amity the only one diving in? Oh, Erythrindir's going once he realizes the armor isn't coming off quickly. Yeah, no, he's going. All right, uh, Kiva and Metron, the two of you can uh, also see what's going on. Uh, Kiva, with your passive perception, you see the man in the boat take out what looks to be a wriggling sack. And then at beat later, you see uh, Amity and Erythrindir dive into the water. Kiva's running into the water. She's wait, 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 what was going on? She figures out what's going on and she's jumping in full armor and everything. Metron right. rushes to the edge of the water and lets her jump in, but he'll kind of look back at Irina and Ismark and stay, stay put. Ismark nods. Um, all right. Um, I will need... Actually, you know what? Ismark glances at... Let me double check something real quick. Okay. Um, I would say that since Ismark is proficient in perception, he's watched this go on. He glances at Eumetrion at Irina for a split second, looking like a deer in headlights. Um, and as he does, you hear Irina curse loudly. Damn it, Ismark, you're doing useless. And she pushes him aside and she dives in the water. Whoa, whoa, oh my god! Of course she does. Uh, and a moment later, Ismark is after her. He's in, dives in the water. He's going to sink like a stone. If they're good swimmers, they'll be to us in maybe like a matter of several minutes. All right, I will need uh, first off the two of you in the boat, Amity and Erythrindir, to make athletics checks. Oh, okay, no. do you want to drum roll these checks? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this feels like a drum roll moment. Count, count of three, count of three, Linus. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, three, two, two one. one. Oh my god. Click. Oh. So I get oh. to add a bardic inspiration to this. Come on, okay. come on. Please, it's a D8. Remember, it's a D8. Back. Oh, Fuck. Okay, um, so what is Erythrindir's final result, and what is Amity's? My final result is a 14. 15 here. Okay. With that, uh, Amity Erythrindir, you dive from the boat, uh, doing your best to push through the ice-cold water. It cuts against your face, and uh, Erythrindir, you stutter, you stumble for a moment and accidentally inhale some. It cuts into your uh, mouth, into your lungs, and you cough and sputter for a moment. But toward you, you can feel reaching out now, just the edges of the burlap sack slowly sinking now um, a dozen feet below the surface. And at the same moment, you and Amity grasp out and seize hold of it and begin pulling it back to the surface. You can feel it writhing, wriggling in your hands, but the two of you together pull it up, your strength joining with one another, and you breach the surface. Uh, unwrap, unwrap, unwrap. I'm, un I'm unwrapping, I mean. Yep, and Erythrindir's pointing his, his wand at the man of the boat. Jump yeah. out right now or I will kill you. Wilson's doing her best to awkwardly row the boat closer to where Amity and Erythrindir are, and she's going to try to, you know, reach out to take the sack. All right. Do you give it to her? Uh, if she gets there before the man vacates the boat, then yes. 
are you doing anything to force the man to vacate the boat? He is pointing his wand at him. He is not responding to you. He's oh, just staring that. at the lake. If, if he, fuck that. Erthrandir raises his wand, his hair sodden, his other hand still clinging and trying to keep the sack above the surface. And he is going to cast fear. <laughs> okay, what does that do? Uh, I need him to make me a wisdom save, please. DC 14, or he has to use his reaction to move as far from me as possible and keep moving. As you cast fear, Amity, are you handing the uh, sack to Lillison, I presume? I mean, we're both unwrapping it, right? Gotcha, uh, okay. I, I guess so, Amity's in the water, so yeah, hand it gotcha. to Lillison. Gotcha, so Amity heaving the sack up, you see uh, Kiva and uh, Ismark and Irina kind of like making their way quickly through the water toward you. Um, Anthony, you point your wand toward the man on the boat and you snarl um, an arcane word. As you do, uh, Lillison, you see the shrieking faces of devils and demons and ghoulish spirits whirl from the tip of the wand in a massive cone, cackling and shrieking as terrible visions swirl through the, the maelstrom of magic that he's conjured. The man of the boat is caught in the middle of it. His eyes go wide, his face pales. He screams and then just leans backward and falls out of the boat. Catherine, dear. Get her, get her on there right now. We're going to need room. Thrinder, what did you do? Don't have time right now. We need to get her, the water out of her lungs. And he's climbing back into the boat. Yeah, no. Thrinder is going to drag, drag them up. Is there space for us to lay, well, obviously, Arabelle out in our rowboat? Uh, there should be, yes. Uh, okay. As long as one of you doesn't get back in. In that case, yeah, he'll. In that case, he'll stay. He'll stay in the water and climb into the vacated one. Actually, no. There's only three of you. You can all fit. Okay. Including her, or including what you find. Yeah, he he climbs back in. All right, and as you do, uh, listen. You quickly pull open the sack, and as you do, you see within raven black hair the small form of a young girl bound in hempen rope that's now soggy and sodden with cold water, eyes wide, muffled grunting through the bindings. Appears to be alive and just squirming. She appears to calm a bit at the sight of you. It's all right. It's all right. Your father sent us to find you. Um, Lillison's going to pull out her dagger and start trying to cut away the ropes, but is, you know, still every so often uh, giving just looks at Arthrandir. Hey, he once the once the gags off her mouth, he is going to, like, see if she's swallowed any water or anything like that. You immediately remove the gag and she hacks and coughs. Uh, you can see this young girl with just uh, kind of her eyes flashing as she doubles over and struggles to breathe. <gasps> oh my gods. I'm alive. Yes? Yes. Yes, you're alive. Oh. That was 
unexpected. I, I did not... <laughs> I thought I saw something like a dream, but I didn't know that it would happen. Hirthunir just kind of, like, throws the remains of the sack overboard. Is there... Are you alright? Anything broken? Anything like that? I don't think so. Could, could you remove these ropes, uh, please? Shit, I... Fuck, I, I left my knife with Irina. Can either of y'all... Lillison's still cutting through the ropes. <laughs> By this point, uh, Kiva uh, and Irina have arrived. Is marked slightly slower due to his armor. Um, Lillison, you are able to slice through the ropes pretty easily. And the young girl breathes out. You can see that she's wearing uh, colorful clothing, uh, though now sodden with uh, lake water. She rubs her uh, wrists and forearms, kind of adjusting herself in the boat, looking quite relieved. Kiva, upon seeing this girl alive, just starts absolutely crying and, like, goes to hug Irina and also is still swimming. It's a very emotional moment for her, but seeing this girl alive is just, like, Oh my god, you've probably never seen Kiva this fucking happy, and she's also sobbing. <laughs> Irina kind of blinks and looks over. What what happened? You Oh my By the morning light, you found her. You You saved yeah. her. Yeah. is kinda just shaking. And then he just looks at Amity. You uh, we we did it. We actually we did it. We we saved someone's life. And he's just like, he just, he, he's almost crying, but there's also an exuberant grin on his face. And he just reaches out and kisses her on the cheek. Good and job. And he hugs him. Um. <laughs> yeah, he returns it. Just kind of like shaking. Well, here, is, is, is the other dude around? The Ludo is not get, does not get to be he in watches, this moment. The man is just okay. swimming away as quickly as he can, um, in the opposite direction. Yes, he has to keep and doing kind that of the spell runs out. How long does it last? And does he get additional saving throws? Not until he leaves my line of sight. And one minute. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's, he's still swimming. He's Wilson still is, swimming. Wilson is gonna just be standing like oblivious of all the hugs that are happening and just like staring after Bluto and she is shaking. The man whose name you don't know. Yeah, the, yes, the man. The mystery. But yeah, now he just kind of pulls away from Amity. God. <laughs> you did amazing. I... <laughs> I only had the courage to jump in in the first place because of, um, well, I guess both of you. Hey, if if I only took credit for stuff other people helped me with, I would have no accomplishments to my name. Our, Still we did amazing. I'll take that. As you're saying this, the uh, young girl looks up at you. She's kind of like, you see she's kind of smoothing out her sodden skirts. Very good. Um, please, if you would not mind, um, I'm sure this is a very touching moment, but would you mind returning me to my home, please? <laughs> the Aaron sassiest seven-year-old girl I've ever met. This is every girl I've babysat ever. Yep. He, he just, like, almost falls over laughing. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, let's get Rose or... Fuck. 
he looks over at the swimming man and he rolls his wand between his fingers for a moment and then he sighs and lets it drop and ends the spell. The swimming figure stops and just bobs there in the water for a few moments. I should make sure that he also gets back either to the well, I don't know if we can do much in Velaki now, but should we actually should we? Arabelle, do you know that man? She frowns. Interesting. So you do know my name. I wasn't sure if that would Ah, yes. Um from what I've heard, his name seems to be Bluto, I think. I overheard it from inside the sack when he was uh, taking me. I presume that I, he was in town for a while. I heard what sounded like um, what I am told town sounds like. Um, he is a bit of an unpleasant man. He is, um, it is unfortunate. I do not know that I blame him. He is uh, quite handicapped, but um, he was not the most pleasant company. Do All right, you then. want us to bring him back with us so that your father can do something? She frowns and then faces the man. It is no concern. My father would not want to waste his time punishing one of the soulless. It is inconsequential, yes? Yes. He's the Kiva. one who's to drown you. I think he, you get to make the decision. Yeah, Kiva clocks that second instance of, like, talking about people without souls, and she's like, oh, they mean that, like, very quite literally, I suppose. Uh, from the beach, you hear very faintly, is everything all right out there? We got her! <laughs> For once, yes! Hit it! Does Pluto look like he's um, moving, or is he just like just bobbing in the lake? Just bobbing in the lake. He seems to be staying afloat, but just from what you can tell, he seems to be pointed toward you. He's just not coming any closer. I don't like the look of this. I don't know if once we start moving away, whether he will get back in the boat at all, or whether he will just stay there until he falls unconscious and drowns. Kiva um, is like, you know, paddles up a little bit to listen and, um, and says, from what Luvash said, there's nothing there to drown anyway. He's not, uh... apparently there are people here that don't have um, souls, just shells. They don't feel anything. They don't feel sadness or rage or anything, so. Arabel nods at the sound of this. Do not concern yourselves. The, the hollow ones are quite adept at um, survival. I'm sure that uh, it will do what it can to uh, stay alive. I, I mean, I, sorry, I don't know if this is a touchy subject, but there must be some reason that he took you out here, right? We should stop him from doing that to someone else. Do what you like. Do what you like. Um, from his natterings, he seemed to believe that uh, he was making some sort of offering, some sort of sacrifice. He kept uh, mumbling to himself, but um, 
I thought he will try again. Call it a hunch. Earthendeer looks like he does not want to accept this, but just kind of doesn't have the energy to argue with a six-year-old, especially one who could probably sp- kick his ass in verbal combat. You're, you're oh, yes, you were kind of um, taken aback by this, this child's vocabulary. <laughs> yes. All right. You're awfully calm right now. I'm impressed. Well, I have been rescued and will be soon return safely to my father. Um, that is uh, not cause for panic, yes? And, and we were told that your father would give us some potions that would allow us to um, go through the mists. That is my father's business. I do not deal in that. <laughs> Stop it! I love this little girl. I love her so much. Well, in that case, let's leave him to his bobbin and get you back to shore, why don't you? That would be appreciated. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Earthendew just takes up a, just takes up an oar. Let's. God, I I I owe Kiva. I owe you a, owe you an apology. If we had not been here precisely when we had, then I don't want to think about it. Look, she's fine, and I'm freezing, so I'm going to go back to shore. I'll see y'all there. That works. And she's just going to back. very quickly start swimming back because she's so fucking cold right now. <laughs> and she hates water. <sighs> Wilson's going to, um, you know, pick up her oars very slowly, but keep looking back to see whether um, Bluto, in fact, starts, you know, moving or doing other things once, uh, once the party starts leaving. As you begin rowing your way uh, back toward the shore, you do see the uh, drenched figure begin to slowly paddle its way back toward the boat as he does, in fact, seem to be returning to his rowboat. With that, the rest of you continue making your way through the water. Um, is Mark stepping gratefully back onto the shore and shivering um, uh, with a big smile on his face? Um, the rest of you making your way onto the beach. Arabelle uh, stepping, stepping uh, gratefully out of the side of the boat onto the um, shore. Though she just kind of stumbled a bit over the side. It is a bit high for her. She is still only seven. But Can Kiva carry her the rest of the way back to the Mastani camp? She uh, notices the attention you're fixing on her. Excuse me, can I help you, miss? Sorry, uh, you... You just remind me of someone. Oh, forgive me. Do you need any help getting back there? I mean, obviously, if we'll you would go not with mind, you, uh, I can... Yes, if you would not mind guiding me there and uh, ensuring that uh, we do not meet any untoward uh, encounters, I would appreciate that greatly. I am sure that my father will... Uh, Provide you with a great reward for seeing you return safely. Kiva holds out her hand for her and uh, and gestures towards back towards the road once everyone gets back. Okay. He takes off his jacket, uh, and as he sees, uh, it's Mark and Irina kind of stepping out. Uh, your call, which one are you? 
you both look uh, freezing. Who are you addressing? Isabark and Irina. Gotcha. Um, Isabark chuckles. Don't worry, I'm fine. Um, Irina glances up at him for a moment. Uh, I would uh, appreciate anything. Uh, Metron will very carefully drape his oversized leather uh, trench coat over her. Okay. Uh, she accepts it uh, gratefully. And with that, you are you returning by the same route? Yeah. We we made a path. We might as well keep to it. Well, uh, uh, yeah, wait, I bet on. Bad. Arabo? DM? Yes? No. <laughs> uh, do you happen to know maybe a quicker way back to the camp from here? I cannot say that I have uh, ventured very far from the camp. Um, I suppose uh, this seems to be a route. Perhaps we could follow it somewhere. Enough. Is she talking about the road back to Velaki? Yes. Um, perhaps we should not go uh, too close to the town walls. She kind of tilts her head and blinks, giving you a quiet, lingering look. Very well. Wherever you wish to go. Just back the way we came, then, I think is best. All right. Um, and she steps in uh, beside you and prepares to follow you as you make your way. Are you heading straight back the way you came? Yep. Okay. With Arabelle now in tow, uh, several of you sodden and dripping wet, uh, you begin making your way away from the beach at Lake Zarevich and once more toward the Luna River. You pass through the faint mists and begin making your way south along the tree line of the Swalich Wood before long coming once more to the bridge that crosses the river toward the crossroads. You begin making your way eastward following the path until once more you can see the small hunkered down wrecks lingering outside of Volaki's walls. For just a moment you can see the fog drifting aside and you can see the old iron gates standing there in the distance and then the fog billows forth once more, and Volaki is right behind them once again. And with that, you begin making your way southward across the winding trails that make their way through this part of the Svalich Wood. And before long, you see the hillside of the Vistani encampment coming into view once more. And that is where we will end it for today. Oh boy, we did the thing. The thing has been. I done. cannot believe we saved her. I am very glad I never looked up what the actual DC was. Boy, I needed that. <laughs> happy to hear Akiva is happy. I am also happy. That was rad. For some reason, I thought it was 17, and I was about to post the Arabelle Dad <laughs> meme. Oh. Yeah. There's a, there's oh, a, there's a meme? We'll deal with that later. We'll deal with that later. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Nice. We All right. did a thing. Something Yay. has been done. Beautiful. All right. Well, we, we took a quest hook and we did the quest. And we're about to be rewarded from the quest. What campaign is this? 
Uh, you're playing Lost Minds of Fandelver. Yep. Oh, fucking sweet, man. Hell yeah. All right, this has been Storm's King's Thunder, and thank you to everyone for... Wait, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to everyone for joining us today on Cursed Strahd Twice Bitten. As always, we will see you all back in the mist next week. This has been a wonderful week, and we hope you have enjoyed your time with us. Until then, forget not the reach of history's lost, and take care. <laughs>